welcome to another edition of Philly Sportscast with your host, Derek. And Dave. I'm not even going to do it anymore. He made a special guest appearance last week. He, he was did. on a couple times. He did. We do have some archival footage of E-Money, so there are times when we will be peppering that in. If you can't have the real thing, an artificial E-Money always works. Or did we get the artificial? Uh, I don't know about that. It's always nice to have a little familiar voices on the old uh, pocket. You know what's truly true, everybody? Dave and I weren't even here last week. Yeah, exactly. We, that's from 85 different shows. We cut put and it edited. All together. Yeah. It's amazing what you can do with cut and paste nowadays. It is amazing. Thank goodness for Microsoft. Dave, Giants, Patriots, Super Bowl. I know, I, I, know I predicted it. I know you did. What so you, did I. You you predicted the Giants. Yeah, I said Seattle going all the way. <laughs> That's true, Dave. Good, good, good choice. What do you think? Totally unexpected with the Giants here. Giants weren't even supposed to make the playoffs. Yeah, that's very true. It's it, it's amazing to me that once you figure out to not be not to make mistakes or not put your quarterback in position to make game changing mistakes, how far you can really go in the NFL. Yeah, especially in the NFC, where I didn't really see any team that was that really that good. But the, speaking of not that good, the Patriots don't look like they want to beat anybody either. They just want to beat them. They don't want to destroy them. Cover of Sports Illustrated, Dr. Z, he's been around for a way long time. Maybe he's finally gone senile, says that the Giants will upset the Patriots. Wow. What do you think? I think I would like to see it just to break up this whole perfect season. But I don't want to see it because of the Giants. I'd rather see Green Bay beat them. I would love to see the Giants just get destroyed. Eli Manning have his... His hopes and dreams ripped out and stamped on on the ground, stomped on there. I don't want to see another Manning win another championship. So you don't want the Giants to win? I don't. I you do, but I don't. want the Patriots to win? The Patriots to win? Like, wouldn't it be great as a Philly fan to root against somebody who could potentially make something perfect? Well, that's what I'm saying. I would love to see the Giants win, but I don't want to see the Giants win. Like, I'm in a very bad predicament right now. You are in a bad predicament. Even worse than normal. Yeah, because... It's the Giants. If it was another NFC team, give me the, the Seahawks, give me the Packers. As long as it wasn't an NFC East team going into the Super Bowl, I would root for that team to beat New England to break this up. Well, what do you think is going to happen? Give me a quick prediction from Dave Colderbank. 28-25 New England. Wow, you think it's going to be close because they're, yeah. they're two touchdown favorites right now. Uh, I would take the Giants all day long. Would you really? Yes. Wow. You know, I have to believe that if you're in the NFL and you get yourself in position to be in the Super Bowl, I mean, those interior linemen, cornerbacks, linebackers, everybody, every every player says to themselves, "This is I'm going balls to the wall. Yeah. There's no next week. I mean, the Giants have obviously been doing that all playoffs long. Next week is different. It's a warm climate. All you can do is Down kick in ass. Arizona. All you're going to do is kick ass. It's today or no day. I hope it's close. I hope, I hope for a good game because we, while we got two good games on Sunday – didn't prove very well from my pocketbook. If you Not know what I'm at saying. all. I, uh, E-Money and I had our thing, our little getaway, and it was your birthday. Happy birthday, yes. Dave. It was a great little birthday getaway. And uh, we went out to Chili McPhillies in the Northeast on... Well, it's actually on Conley, but it's Paddywax now. It used to be oh. Chili McPhillies. It's called Paddywax on Conley Avenue, across from the Nabisco plant. Conley in the Boulevard, right behind Prince. Or Steve. Steve. Prince of Steve, Steaks. the Prince of Steaks. One of the best steaks you'll ever eat. No doubt about it. But the bar was awesome. The bar was very cool. And Dave, one thing you liked about the bar? Uh, which one was that? The uh, cheesesteak quesadillas I got or the uh, or not their cheesesteak egg rolls or the non-smoking? Non-smoking. Because there was a couple good things going on at that bar. I agree. So in Philly, like we don't have that in Bucks County. No. 
is you can't smoke in the bars. And while we're only 20 minutes away from going back down to Paddywax, if we go into the Irish Rover, it would have just been a smoke fest. Yeah. It would have been awful. And a lot of us were really com- were complimenting it. and Even the smokers it. were. Yeah. We had a couple smokers, and they said, yeah. even though I'm going outside to freeze my balls off, it's great to come back in here and not have that smoke. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough on your clothes. You don't want to smell like that tomorrow. It's harder for your hangover because yeah. we did enough to give ourselves a hard hangover <laughs> for that day. I didn't need any help on that hangover. No, I didn't. I especially didn't need the Patriots not to cover, and I especially <laughs> didn't need the over-under to go over, over 41, and that was bad for me. Bad I, for D.C. Do you remember the two bartenders? Do you remember their names? They bought us a round of drinks. Did they really? Yeah. They were, the place was great. Steve and something. That's, maybe Evan or Toph might have asked. Might have asked them to buy us free drinks? Well, no, they like they said, here's some drinks on us. Oh, right. They said, oh, what's your name? They said, you know. Oh, you know, I do remember that. I do, it was late in the night, but I was already, you know, that free drink cost me 100 Yeah. <laughs> More than well this, over yeah. 100 and 100 and 100 and 100 dollars. Okay, I want to get back into that. I got to figure out how I'm going to pay that one. You know, I always want to say this real quick about Las Vegas. I, I enjoy betting sports in Las Vegas much more than I enjoy betting sports in Philly illegally over the telephone, and I'll tell you why. Please do. In Vegas, they ask you for your money up front, so you can't get over your head. Here, it's all Monopoly money until yeah. you have to pay until the game's over. One million dollars. Yeah. So that's enough of that. I was a gambler in college, got my ass kicked. I mean, I just got burnt. I was a little bit of a gambler after college sports could never win i said i would not do it anymore i've been off it for like 10 years and i only bet one time a season and that is on that sunday and i i couldn't pick one winner out of two if i had 50 50 shot not even and it's amazing i'm sitting there with you money and we're going over the second game and we really need the second game to hit because the first game obviously didn't hit for us and um we've said to each other we like the under we like the giants we like teasing the giants in the under Mm -hmm. We could have done everything but the one we picked. Yeah. Any one of those three but the one we picked would have worked. Dude, that's E Money kept going, let's tease it, let's tease it, let's tease it. And I said, teasers are losers, right. man. And I firmly believe that. Anybody who bets knows what I'm talking about. Teasers are definitely losers. Although that would have hit on Sunday with bells. Dude, so. Either way, teasing up or teasing down, taking the Giants, you yep. would have won. Absolutely. It was a it was a bitter, bitter, bitter Sunday. And it was it sucks because E Money goes, I pull up to his house and he goes, Why don't you just Come in for a nightcap. And I said, dude, I don't want to go in and talk about this. I don't want to go to another bar because all we're going to do is talk about this. I'd love to have another drink with you tomorrow, the next day, you know, well after this is out of our memories. Right. But all we're going to do is talk about this bullshit. And it's just what happens when you gamble and lose. I mean, it's, it's not a perfect science by any stretch of imagination. No. So it's nice when you win, you're a genius. But when you lose, you feel like you feel just feel terrible. And, and dude, what was the biggest problem with that? Uh, the Green Bay game. Who did you hate the most? Donald Driver. Donald Driver. And he was on my fantasy team, and he didn't get me a fucking 15-yard touchdown all year, and he went for 90, 90 yards. yards. I mean, the guy just burned my ass all year. And you know what's funny? All the money that I won in fantasy football, I just couldn't <laughs> give back. That, it's just a fun year and for all you. all Donald Driver, man. He he didn't get me shit to win my money, and he did a he lot to make it. me lose it. Took it right out of my Look, pocket. Three that, guys chasing him down could not get him, and that's when we were watching it. I was telling Earlier, I was saying, oh, Danny Boy was loving it because he thought Donald Driver was somebody on someone else's team. I go, that's on D-Man's team. And he goes, oh, that's even more funny then. <laughs> Started riding your balls. I'm like, dude, cut it out for a while. Yeah. Come on. New England already lost today. Cut me just a little bit of a break, uh, man. Just a little bit of a break. And then 
I know people like to whip on me, Dave, but I'm a genuinely a nice guy. I mean, you wouldn't all want to hang out with me. Well, I don't know if you want to hang out with me or not, but you wouldn't all enjoy the time you spent with me if you thought I was an asshole. True. I'm not an asshole. I'm a nice dude. But I swear, you all love when my ass gets burnt. You know what? I mean, do I rub it in on you guys? I don't think so. I don't think so. Did my voice just go up another octave? Yes, it did. All right, here. Let's get away from me. Okay. Back to the games. That New England game, I really thought New England was going to lose that. Well, you know what's funny? I mean, we were talking about betting. and Just get back to one. Yeah, okay. one of, a friend of Toast bet twelve grand to win four grand money line. And he's like, isn't that insane? I said, you know what? That's probably the smartest bet of the year because there's no way in hell – New England was going to lose that game. I thought he did that for Green Bay. No, it was the New England Okay. Game. Maybe he turned it around did it again, but he did it for the New England Right. Game. And I said, there's no way they're going to lose the game, so it might be the smartest bet of the year. Although you got to put up a fortune to win a little bit. In this case, a, a fortune to win less of a fortune. But right. I, I thought that was one, one really good bet. So, about, I'm sorry, go ahead. That's, I was just talking about the game saying, I really thought New England was going to lose it. There was a couple times there, keeping it close. And then that fourth quarter, they just started running the ball out with seven minutes left. You know, it was they're already up. You know, they're already winning. They weren't worried about it. They just ran the ball out, ran the clock out, took the win, and skipped away. Tom Brady hurt his foot. Yeah, that's another thing. Went up to Giselle Bunchen's house with a big basket of flowers, which I think both of us would carry a basket of flowers up to our house as well. But the boot on his foot, everybody made a big deal about yeah. it. Everybody gets hurt. Everybody, maybe he stubbed his toe getting out of the car. You know, whatever. Don't make a big deal about it. He's going to be – he's not a mobile quarterback anyway. What if, he was, yeah, if he was on crutches, <laughs> that's one thing. He's got a walking boot on. He's off for two weeks. He could have that on every goddamn Monday. Who knows? Totally agree with you. 21-12 to 12 was the final. 21-12, 21 okay. 12. That's another game where the Patriots had an opportunity to really blow them out of the water, which I bet money that they would right. do, and they certainly didn't do it. They just could not get in the end zone. No. Four field goals there. Yep. It's amazing. It's amazing. Well, you LT know, didn't a, play. Played two plays. Of, I know it. It's a resiliency of the Packers defense. They bend but don't break. But do you think the Giants will be able to get in the end zone against them? Yeah. I mean, they got yeah. that two tandem running back situation going on. But that Bradshaw guy, I mean. Dude, for, he changes yeah. their whole offense. He's the sole reason they're in the Super Bowl right now. Yeah, for and the that and played. the fact that. But, dude, I said it. As soon as he, uh, Bradshaw got inserted into the lineup, and I said it. I might not have said it on here, which is pretty much my only outlet to prove that I said it. But right. I did say this. It's a lot easier for Eli Manning to play quarterback when it's third and three than it is when it's third and eight, like they were had it all year long. Right. So the whole time too. I mean, Jacobs has been hurt off and on all year. Derek Ward's been you know hurt off and on all year. They had Ruben Jones in against the Eagles. Now this Bradshaw guy, he's just showing his speed, taking off. A totally different factor behind there dude and shocky been hurt so he's not in and the team's going up instead of like i thought they'd be going down i totally agree with you jeremy shocky well i certainly not going to say that they're a better team without him because i i don't think that's true at all right i will say that it's remarkable what they're doing without him especially at the tight end position where you got that young kid coming yeah, in Doss or whatever he's playing he's playing shocky like yeah so you can't fight that speaking of the giants let's talk about them for a second Going into Green Bay, Ice Bowl 2, all that other crap, making all the Green Bay Packer fans quiet for a little bit. Eli just is not in position to screw up. So, there you go. There's your winner. So, let me ask you this, Dave. You with me still? I'm still with you. Okay. 
Remember a few weeks ago, E-Money and I bet $1,000? Yes, I do. Okay. And this was when Eli was playing poorly. Yes. Okay, just let me refresh everybody's. I said that Eli Manning will be still be the starting quarterback in the 2012 season for the New York Giants. Right. Barring injury. Evan said, no way, it's impossible. And at the time, he was probably right. But I said they're not going to give up on this kid. You never know. He's getting better and better. Do you think by him getting into the Super Bowl this year, just getting into the Super Bowl by winning three straight playoff games, that gives him a reprieve at least until 2012? I think it uh, might give him a mental stability. That's what he was lacking. He would get hit, he would get flustered, and he would start having bad games. Now if he can say, hey, listen, I proved myself before. I can still play like this. I am a Manning. I'm not Peyton, but I am a Manning. I can play. I think it will help him, and that will make – Going to 2012, no problem at all. Well, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, the fans, they're, he's gotten them to a Super Bowl. The fans aren't going to really ride him. Well, New York fans will turn on him next year. There's no doubt about it. And right, like at the end of next going, year, right. just if anybody If he plays will. poorly in the media, but he's gotten to them to a Super Bowl. So he's got a chance. I and mean, this is the guy, oh, don't give him a chance. He's gotten to a Super Bowl once. You know, it's going to be, that's going to carry him to 2012 easy, I think. And that's what I think is going to happen, he's a too. a young kid. Is when, like, someone like Tiki Barber goes, oh, well, he's losing the team. Well, hold on. I took the team to the Super Bowl. You left the team last year. The following year, I took him to a Super Bowl, and you're telling me I'm not the leader to totally. all that. I think that's going to help build his confidence. And he's on, he's on pace to do things that his brother didn't do. His brother. You know, took him to a championship game and lost, and then they had to build on from there. Right. So, hey, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Eli Manning is a, is a world beater now. What you going to do when Eli Manning comes looking for you? Amazing stuff. Truly amazing stuff. Anything about the birds? Mm? Nothing real big about the birds right now. I no. mean, Heckard's staying. Heckard is staying. It's good to hear. Harbaugh's gone, like we reported last week. Probably first on Sportscade. Oh, we definitely. Right there. And uh, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing Yeah, I don't think anything else really changed there. No, the birds. The birds aren't in the playoffs. Aren't, certainly aren't no, in the Super Bowl. No, they're not. So who do you think they're looking for draft-wise? Oh, it doesn't matter. Don't make a prediction because they'll, they'll screw with you anyway. Yeah, we'll wait for that. No doubt about it. We have, well, too many things to talk about before April. Yeah, pitcher around. catchers, come on. we got woot, plenty of good stuff. Woot, woot, woot. <laughs> Speaking of um, pitchers and catchers, how about them flyers? <laughs> Kind of segues that. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. The net was catching a lot of oh, the New Jersey Devils. So what happened, Dave? They got their ass handed to them. They've been flying high of late. I think it was uh, – No doubt about it, but there's one team in- that could beat them. And it's no, called that the, owns them. Yeah, the New Jersey Devils. Home or away, doesn't matter where it is. Doesn't matter if it's up in Secaucus. If they play out on the Wildwood Boardwalk, New Jersey's going to beat them now. It, I don't know if it's starting to get into the Flyers' heads. They have to overcome this. They were up 2-1 to one last night, and they lost 7-3. Changed the goaltenders. Both goaltenders were, have been playing okay of late. And Nidamaki started. Yeah. And it was just a uh, – Who gave up more goals? I believe Nidamaki. Okay. Yes. Biron let up two right away at the beginning. At the beginning of the third period, the Flyers, it was 5-3. They scored with like six, four seconds left, something like that. The end of the second. So when they came into the third, hey, let's build on this momentum. Within a minute and a half, there's already two goals scored by Jersey. Break it down for me, Davey boy. As a Flyers aficionado mm-hmm. as you are, do you think maybe it was because they heard that the old spectrum was going to be torn down? It could have been. Well, you know what? I don't think so. Because none of these guys were even alive when the Flyers won their last Stanley Cup. So let's put it this way. 
put it this way. You listening to me I'm now? listening to you. I got the headphones on. Why can't this team beat the Devils? The Devils come in there looking and knowing, I think, that they're going to run over this team. When you're down 2-1, the Devils should say, hey, listen, let's just try to fight back and get up to a tie. They said, no, hey, 2-1's like 0-0. Still a fresh game. They scored five power play goals. The Devils' power play right now, I think it's around, they're probably scoring on, I would say like a 11 12% click, where the Flyers are, as a team, scoring on a 24% click. They score five power play goals, which is unheard of. Almost set a record at the uh, the Wachovia. Six times against the Flyers. Happened twice. This team does not have that offensive power they used to. I mean, all their good players have left at one time. They still have John Madden, but they lost Scotty Gomez last year. Niedermeyer left like two, three years ago. Bobby Holik, all the players that were good players. It's kind of like what the Eagles do. Hey, yeah, he's still a good player. He's a little older. We're going to get rid of him, put in a younger player. When they come in, this is the way they're going to play. You're going to play your wing at this way. You're going to play your center at this position. When the puck comes down, you're going to rotate this way. You're going to rotate that way. They all play the exact position where they should be. And that's how they score goals. And that's how they win games. And they win a lot of games. Yeah. Especially in Philadelphia. And that's that, when you have Brodeur and Nett. So you do think it's true. I mean, it's obvious. I won't even ask you. It's obvious. If Flyers can go on 15, as many 10, 12, 15-game winning streaks as they want, unless they beat the Devils, they're not going anywhere. And that's going to be the toughest thing. If the Devils are playing that hot, you will definitely see them in the playoffs. You're going to have to go through Jersey to beat them. You're going to have to go to New Jersey to play. And if you're not beating them during the regular season, it's going to be harder to beat them in the playoffs. But what about the confidence that you need to beat them? Right. But isn't that John Stevens' job, or is it the players' job to understand that this is just another team? Maybe, like you said, the Devils are too technical for them. They're all in the right spots. It's got to be frustrating, but you can't hit somebody. And that's where I think if they are playing technical hockey, then you need to keep putting a man on the body. There's a couple times... Jason Smith should be hitting a person, riding him out of the play, taking him to the boards, not hitting him, letting him stand in front of the net still. That was one of the goals. A couple of the other goals, again, I said this last time when the Flyers played the uh, the Devils, wherever the, you know, when the puck bounced a different way, New Jersey got it. Well, maybe the puck's not bouncing any different way. The Devils are just being at the right spot. They know where to be. Hey, let's go here. I'm going to go in front of the net. The puck's going to come in front of the net. I'm going to put it into the net. Did you notice any out-hustling, though, last night? Oh, yes. I mean, that's what I, kind of scared me a little bit. Dude. And that's what, what happens, too, is uh, I think... I mean, the Flyers are home in front of their home fans, and we've said this before a million times on this podcast that those tickets ain't cheap. They're, they're playing horrible at home. Not horrible, but they're playing a lot better on the road. And again, I don't know if this is young players. This is what like you do here. Young players, when they get in front of home, they want to... Or their home fans... They want to play better. They grip the stick a little harder. They're trying a little harder. Get that extra nice pass so it looks amazing. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe when they come home, John Stevens needs to say, hey, listen, have fun tonight. Just play. Enjoy. We'll see what happens with Pittsburgh tomorrow night. Last time they played Pittsburgh, they smoked them. We'll see. It's the last game before the All-Star break. It's it's interesting, especially the mental aspect of hockey, whereas you have a Jersey team that owns this Flyers team and has owned them for years and the Flyers can't do nothing about it, no matter how well they're playing. They're, and they're never going to play better hockey than they're playing right now. Dude, they beat never. Ottawa on Sunday, first-place team in the division. 
probably one of the top two teams in the whole NHL, and they destroyed them. They beat them 6-1. I know there were some guys hurt on uh, Ottawa. I think Danny Heatley wasn't playing. You know, really good player, top scorer for them. But they just destroyed them. 6-1, to one, they looked good that day. Got to watch it on demand. Didn't get to watch it Sunday because we were too busy. We were too busy losing money. Drinking I beer. Was. Drinking beer. Celebrating your birthday. Yes. But again, yeah, this is the game. I'd rather see them play 500 hockey, come to the Devils, and beat the Devils. And I think that's what happens. Okay, they're up 2-1. Hey, we feel good. The Devils score one goal, tie it. Now they score two, and they go, oh, shit, it's starting to happen now. You know, what are we going to do? They take a dumb penalty here, take a dumb penalty there. Next thing you know, they have five power play goals, and you're sitting there going, what the hell just happened? The totally. Devils shouldn't be doing that. It's no fun to watch. I mean, no. that's all I have to say. It was about horrible it. to, no watch. to watch. Speaking of no fun to watch, let's move on to the Sixers, and I have a quick point for Woo. you, Dave. How bad is this Sixers team? Horrible. I'll give you a guess. How close are they, game wise, to being the A seed in the NBA playoffs in the Eastern Conference? Two games. Three games. Wow. With their 86 78 loss to Detroit tonight, they're probably a little bit more than three games out. How pathetic is that? Dude, it's horrible. That a team this pathetic. I, you know, that's amazing. I want to use the word pathetic twice in one sentence <laughs> like I just did. How pathetic is a team this, this pathetic going to make, could possibly make the playoffs in the NBA? There, there's a, plenty of pathetic teams in the NBA. That's what I'm trying to Good. get at. I mean, what's compelling about the National Basketball Association? I mean, you got teams like Denver. Don't get me wrong. Denver, Detroit. Um, the Lakers. The yeah. Cavs. The San Celtics. Antonio. Yeah. yeah, Celtics. But you have the rest, and the rest ain't good. When you My look at the Ad, East. You have Shaquille O'Neal. You have Shaquille O'Neal on your team, and you can't win basketball games? Shaquille and Dwayne Wade? Yeah, you're in some deep trouble. And good weather. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking cold up here. Yeah. And it's cold in Detroit, and it's cold in Boston. You got at least got weather down there, boys. Maybe the weather's making them soft. Well, <laughs> if that was the case, the Sixers would be winning more games. But I'm just trying to, I mean, how pathetically pathetic is that? Pathetically pathetic. Thank you very little. Dave, hey, I'm Dude, just, it gets tough to watch. Like I'm, I, I was going to say to you tonight, like when you came over, I said, you know what? The only sporting event I got for you, got for you tonight, is a Sixers game. And I didn't even turn the TV on. That's uh, Monday, off from work Monday, Martin Luther King Day. Uh, Uncle Dave, Ticket Warehouse, we've talked about him before. You want to go see the game? I go, hell no. <laughs> First of all, it's I'll freeze my milk out there. Yeah. Second of all, I have to go to the Sixers game, whereas I have to pay for parking. I have to pay for my beers. I got to pay for my popcorn. If I'm bringing my daughter, I got to buy her some kind of goofy yeah. hip-hop thing. You know, that's 100 right there, and you didn't even spend the ticket. You didn't buy a ticket yet. I wasn't worried about the 100. I didn't want my eyes to burn from watching them in person. No doubt about it. I no said the great thing it. is I can turn it here when I'm watching it. Awful, awful. I want to give a recap, Dave. One thing we don't talk about enough on um, on Philly Sportscast, but we should mention it every once in a while and maybe even attend the game, is we don't talk Big Five basketball. Tonight there was a lot of Big Five basketball going on, and I want to run down some scores via Sportscade because they have awesome. a pretty good uh, men's basketball score section. Here we go. William & Mary beat Drexel 73-72. to Wow, Drexel, that's a tough Tough loss. Rutgers beat Villanova 80-68. to Rutgers beat Villanova? Yep. Rutgers. Wow. Let me just move down here. They got here. smoked. Villanova just had a big win over the weekend. Forget who they beat. Temple beat Penn 80-64. to And that's our big five basketball that I have right here on Sportscade. 
Coach for Temple, Fran Dumphy, right? Right. Is that his first time back at Penn? Does it say on uh, Sportsgate there? Like, wasn't he from University of Penn last year? Or? Game was at Temple. Okay. So I don't know. Maybe it was the first time he was. Um, Is that where he came though? Did he come from University of Penn? I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yes. Okay. Yeah, but I just want to run down. Like, I, and LaSalle lost to Charlotte, eighty-four to seventy-eight. And that's pretty much so. It was not a good night for Big Five no, basketball. Not at all. Sure, glad we're talking about that. The one time just we, like the Sixers. The one time we bring yeah. up the uh, some Big Five was I was driving home at night uh, tonight, and I was listening to Eskin, and they were running about the uh, down the whole like lineup of the games. I'm like, you know what? We never mentioned Big Five basketball, and it's one thing. I mean, if you're listening to this from outside the Philadelphia area, it's very difficult to explain the Big Five. But you have Penn. Villanova, St. Joe's, who were, was also in action tonight. I just can't see a score. Penn, Villanova, St. Joe's, Temple, LaSalle. And uh, it's just quality bas- college basketball in this town and maybe the best college basketball in the entire country. Especially uh, per capita right there. I mean, also with Drexel. I mean, they play. They always play well. They're always going into the tournament. We got Princeton right around the corner. Great college basketball area and also high school basketball. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt about that. There's insane high school basketball in Philly. Everybody knows the quality of basketball play in Philly as f- from the high school standpoint. As for sure, New York, Boston, every – Chicago, there's Detroit. Right. I mean, they all got good high school games. There's no doubt about right. it. Right. There's always that high school high school phenom. We just can't make it up the ladder. And that's uh, – I mean, anybody that's listening to this too is going to say, oh, if you're going to talk college basketball, you're going to talk about Tobacco Road. You're going to be talking about Carolina and Duke. Okay, yeah, they're always one and two. But the other teams that are around here, you get some great games. What's the two? I, th- I know I said this on the podcast before, but what are the two closest schools in the entire United States? Two Division One schools in the entire United States. And I know that Duke and North Carolina are only right down the road from each other. I'm going to say Kings and Wilkes? No, that's, I said Division <laughs> One. I said it on the Div- podcast before. You don't listen to the show, do you? Yeah, I do, but I don't remember every word you say. I try to block your shit out. Penn and Drexel are the two closest in uh, the entire country. Oh, wow. Five blocks away from each other. That's I'm trying to think Temple, and then I'm like, you know, they are kind of far away, but Penn and Drexel, okay. Rock on. Little fact to bring in that's always nice to hear. You mean other than the fact that the Sixers are three games out of the playoffs in the Eastern Conference? That's just so amazing. Uh, amazing? Or the, what's the uh, word of the day? Say it for me, baby. I'm drawing a blank now. Pathetic. Pathetic. All right, let's move on I'm to one thing. tremendous. Jimmy Rollins predicted a 100-win season for the Phillies. This was his prediction for the year. What do you think? Get <laughs> Go get it, man. Keep making predictions. <laughs> yeah. Did it once, do it again. Um, I think this one's going to be a little tougher than last year's, but if they win 100 games, they're going to win a division. I, I hope so. I firmly believe that. So, good luck, Jimmy. We're going to – I mean, I'm telling you, I am dying for baseball. Just dying. I'm dying for baseball. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. You win 100 games, you, you better be going to the – World Championship. Let's hope. Let's hope. Brett Myers returning to the starting rotation. He said, said he was not happy about that. At, at first, but then he said he'll do whatever it takes for the team to win. But he did say, I thought it was pretty cool, that he'll never, as a starting pitcher, he'll never experience what he experienced last year when he closed that game out. Understandable. And I, I can see how that would be addicting, man, right. to have that kind of like, – whatever comes out of your arm, if you can strike out Willie Mopane, you're going to get what you got to get. It's pretty pretty exciting stuff. Was it William O'Pain you struck out? I think so. I remember seeing a picture of William O'Pain. Right on. For some reason, walking away. 
Walking with his head down. Later, he does later. that a lot, though. Ooh. That could be any game for Willie Moe. You're right. That could just be walking down the street mm-hmm. for Willie Moe. I um, think it's the best for the team, though. They need that. I agree. All right, let's move on to the headline segment of Philly Sportscast, brought to you by Sportscade.com. Nice work, Dave. Um, And, and <laughs> this is Buzz. All right, do you want me to talk about it now while we're drinking Bud? Oh, yeah, Dan? go ahead. Let's- All right. Here's the deal. I said last week that we're not drinking anymore. Bud down here, I was sick of it. Drinking right. for 14 straight days. Yada, yada, freaking yada. So I take all my returns down here. So now I told you before they're $30 a return. But you said, how's the guy going to know? Right. How so does he know? Budweiser has special pink stickers on there. The pink stickers means, well, they're orange now. Like they faded to orange. <laughs> or maybe it was orange that faded to pink. One of the two. That, that represents a $30 one. So the okay. guy had me pegged from the get. So I'm like, that's no problem. I don't, I don't mind. I don't want to rip anybody off. So I'm here to let me get a half of Heineken. He goes, well, I don't have a half of Heineken, but I can order it for you for tomorrow. I said, that's no problem. I don't need to get drunk today. I can get drunk tomorrow. He goes, okay, no problem. Now I said, let me ask you a question with that. How much is that going to be? One hundred and ten dollars. Whoa! Whoa! I said, that's not too bad. I knew I was going to spend. I'm cooking a premium here, because a half a butt is now a little bit over seventy. I'm I got a forty dollar kick for Heineken, but I love Heineken. And I can drink it. You know what I mean. So is that including the deposit? No, that's just for the beer. Wow, just for the beer, just for the six and a half glorious cases that come in that half. If you do the math, it's worth it because Heineken's roughly twenty eight dollars a case. Whatever. So I said, all right, hook me up. Take care of that for me. You know, I'll one-time it because I'm sick of Bud. I mean, I'm sick of it. I'm just trying to tell this guy. Like, I'm trying to tell him my whole story. Anyone doesn't want to hear no. what I had to say. He's, All right, I'll order it for you. All right, no big deal. I said, well, I'm, you know, I'm going to put this in a moisture. You know, what do I need? Do I need a special tab for that? Oh, yeah, you're going to need one of those European swinging tabs. <laughs> I said, oh, yeah? How much does one of them run? <laughs> he goes, $85. Whoa. I said, you know what? Give me some Budweiser. Send your little lackey running the lottery machine over there back to the back and give me a Bud. And I had enough returns. I got it for 45 bucks. Wow. I said, that's good enough for me, dude. Later, though. So Later, you got to get a different tap. Yeah, I would have had to get a different tap plus spend the 110 So I got Bud again. So, but taste it. Do you enjoy Are you enjoying it? I'm enjoying it. I'm, cheers. I'm Never complained. It. I know, but it's for me. It's a moderation thing. I think if I'm going to drink a lot, like over the next holiday season, I think I'm going to drink like I'll just buy a couple cases of Heineken or some Carlsberg or Asford for my for Christmas or my birthday, and then I'll have it so I don't have to worry about drinking Bud all the time and getting like disgusted by the right. smell of Bud. But we're drinking it tonight, having fun. I always enjoy it. It tastes good. It puts us in a much better mood than when you first got here, that's for sure, when we were both yawning in our in our plates. All right, so back – what was I backing up to? We're oh, going to Sports Cave. Sports Cave for headlines. Philly Sports headlines for this date, Wednesday, January 23rd, 2008. On the Philadelphia page of Sports Cave, the top headline is the Howard Debate. Ooh. Tuesday was the day for the Phillies' annual pre-Clearwater meeting get, media gathering at Citizens Bank Park. And while there's always news coming out of this thing, two things immediately leaped out at me. And this is written by Patrick Berkeley at phillyburbs.com. One, Brett Myers will be a, 
will be the closer here in 2009. You can almost count on that. Wow. So not this year, but next year. Wow. They won't sign Bradley to a long-term deal. He's only going to get a one-year one deal, and Brett Myers will be the closer. That's, that's pretty exciting because you can tell that's where he wants to be for a long, long time. And two, the Phillies are kind of in denial about whether the Ryan Howard arbitration case could leave hard feelings down the road. And I'm going to disagree with Patrick Berkeley. Patrick Berkery, B-E-R-K-E-R-Y. Berkery. Patrick Berkery. Sounds good. I'm going to disagree with him on the second point. I don't think that arbitration case leaves hard feelings with players in Phillies management simply because it's part of the business. If you mm-hmm. want to play and you want to get paid, you go through the process. It's Every player knows that from get day one. Right. And the Phillies' job is to come to an arbitration hearing with numbers that disagree with what Ryan Howard is asking. That's just the way it works. Ask anybody. Ask any player. Ask any manager. Ask any agent. It's the way the system works, and it doesn't leave hard feelings. You get, you go in front of an arbitrator, and this won't ever go to arbitration. You can, you heard it here first. The Phillies are going to come out back out with him like to like eight point five, and he's going to agree to it. So, the seven million dollar figure the Phillies are offering is, is not unreasonable, right? I don't think that at all. You don't think they're going to go up to ten? No, definitely not. I think okay. the arbitrator would say that he's going to get ten because you know it's cool about arbitration. I didn't know this. Like, if the Phillies are at seven and Howard's at ten. The arbitrator has to say either one or the other. He can't oh, really? give him in the middle. Yeah. Okay. So that's why the player would say, you know, I'm not going to risk it. Right. So I, I don't think he's worth – well, he's worth every penny he gets. But I agree with you. Albert Pujols, when he was in this situation, but he had a little bit more – I think he had another half a year of service in. His arbitration number was $7 million and he got $7 million, right? Ryan Howard, in my eyes, is not Albert Pujols. Ryan Howard definitely hits numbers in. He also set a record for strikeouts last year. Yes, he did. And I'm sure the Phillies are going to mention that. Oh, I'm definitely. I'm sure the Phillies are going to mention that uh, Albert Borholz is a gold glover and Ryan Howard isn't. So Ryan Howard's numbers have declined. His batting average from two years right. ago to and last year. I can't remember the last time Albert Borholz even struck out, to tell you the truth, Dave. So. <laughs> Dude, I'm not saying that Ryan Howard – does not deserve Albert Pujols' no, money. And either are we, either right. I, and either are, is the Phillies. Right. The Phillies aren't going to say that either. You deserve it. You deserve Albert Pujols' money. However, Albert Pujols, when, during arbitration, adjusted for inflation, you know, seven, $7 million. Right. Here it is. Here it is right now. Take it. Nobody's going to say that. And, and it should be, and Ryan Howard shouldn't feel bad if, if somebody says to him, you're not an Albert Pujols. Because few players are. Dude, and that's a fact. You know what? If they get you pissed off, catch the ball more often, get a gold glove. Stop striking out. You become a better player. Prove that you're Albert Pujols. Totally agree. You know, MVP's awesome. Still a great player. Strike out less. You know, that would be great. Striking out a little less, but I'll take 50 home runs, 130 RBIs. Okay, we're going to move to the Eagles section and the uh, top sports story. Heckard's happy to be home. No. Okay. Pretty close, though. Philly clears path for Shermer to join Baltimore staff. As Baltimore Ravens coach John Harbaugh continued to contemplate the makeup of his coaching staff Tuesday behind closed doors at the team's headquarters, one hurdle for a potential assistant has been removed. Philadelphia Eagles coach Andy Reid said money that he would not block quarterback coach Pat Shermer from leaving and joining Harbaugh's staff, according to a report in the Baltimore Sun. So, you're getting plucked, Andy. <laughs> you know, you, you knew you when you lost him, when you lost uh, Harbaugh, he's going to take some peeps that you haven't 
given the opportunity to grow here, maybe because the uh, positions weren't available. Right. Don't get me wrong. They, he's not stymieing anybody, but guys want to move on. Guys want to, you know, learn and get pay raises and become have more responsibilities. The nature of the beast. Yeah, dude. Spagnola left from here. Of course, Brad Childress left from here. Harbaugh. Yeah. So that's the story. That's the story. And you know what? Quarterbacks, coaches, you know, if the guy was that good, maybe the quarterbacks on this team would have had a better year last year. Andy Reid was a quarterbacks coach at one time. I mean, maybe this guy could be. Was he really? I thought he was an offensive line coach. I think he was a quarterbacks coach at Green Bay. um, That's a douchey boy down in Tampa Bay who just signed a three-year deal. Who, Gruden? Yeah, he was a quarterbacks coach under Holmgren. Well, I still thought at – up in Green Bay, maybe it was just an offensive quarter or an offensive lineman, but I thought he was a quarterback's coach with Favre. Maybe, but he was never a coordinator. Let's remember right. that. So, All right. So that's the top story for the Eagles. You want to hear the top story for the Flyers? Oh, definitely not, because no. it's going to have something to do with that shitty loss. Dave, I'm going to bring it up. It's sportscade.com here. According to Sportscade, here it is. Devils, power surge, shocks Flyers. <laughs> the dominance of the New Jersey Devils power play left the Philadelphia Flyers shaking their heads in in disbelief. And that's exactly what you said tonight. The power play, technically, they were perfect. Right. But did they score on every power play? I don't think so. No. But technically, they play it really well against the Flyers. Out of six power plays, they should have scored twice. They're scoring five times. Unheard of for the Devils. But, hey. Don't give them opportunities. All right. But you're you're always going to give up power plays. Oh, yeah. But don't give them opportunities. Well, no, don't. You keep t- taking dumb penalties. The more dumb penalties you take, understood. The more Don't give them more opportunities yes. than they actually deserve. Exactly. Thank totally you. agree with you. Totally agree with you. All right, the Philadelphia columnists. Let's move on to columnists. Oh, did we do the Sixers or no? We're oh. moving down in alphabetical order. Okay. Here. Okay. Rich Hoffman. Snyder recalls birth of spectrum and complex, and it's a pretty good article. I read it this morning while I was eating my lunch. That's I don't know if uh, a lot of people that aren't really local if they understand what's going on with the spectrum. They're talking about. Ripping it down, putting up some shops, putting up some hotels, making it into like a whole little downtown type district. I know Ed Snyder was looking at trying to build over top of the spectrum so you'd have the spectrum on the bottom. They can still play hockey with the hotel and everything else above it and around it. and Whatever, dude. You right. Know, buildings come and buildings go. It, it's not going to stay there forever. So why build an entire complex around something you're going to have to demolish anyway? Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. You know, get rid of it. It's It, it had its day. If it was that fucking great, they wouldn't have built the Wachovia Center. Three I mean, times as big. Yeah. I have all the sentiment of I, – I, I saw my first circus there. Don't it, get me wrong. Right. I'm not worried. I saw my first concerts there. Everything was there. The hockey, the basketball. I saw MJ play there. Great. You know what? It's done and over. Yeah. I saw the dead play at JFK, and I saw Pink Floyd play at JFK. Where's JFK at? Who cares? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. You know, it's something fun that you can tell your kids about. Yeah. It was this great horseshoe stadium, and they had a live aid there. And wow, wow, wow. Flyers yeah. won Stanley Cups there, you know? It's it's great, but it's no longer it's done. great. It's, times have changed. Make that into a nicer place down there. I mean, with the brand new field. Hell, they never thought I mean, they'd get rid of the Spectrum. I mean, they never thought they'd get rid of the vet. Let's move on. But uh, that's it's good to give some people some background on what's going on there. All right, it's time for the Phillies. Did we already do the Phillies? We did the Phillies because that was the top headline in the okay. of all Philadelphia. Okay. But let me get you a different article here. Hopefully something fun, exciting, new, love boat style. Brett Meyer's wife nervous that he's leaving bullpen. Ooh. Ooh. He's going to have too much time on his hands. Yes. Ouch. This is Dish from Yahoo Sports, and they 
they talk about um, ex-Philly players as well, and they talk about um, gloss for Roland is a D-minus deal. For a team whose pitching staff stresses ground balls over strikeouts, the Cardinals could suffer with Troy Gloss at third base instead of Scott Rowan at a, and an overhaul at shortstop. I totally agree with that. We talked about it a couple weeks yeah. ago. It's They had to get rid of Rowan, though. They did, but – you, his glove's hard to give up. It, he is a terrific third baseman, man. There's I would no still love him here, man. I would still love him here, too. Everybody would love him. Except the fact that... I mean, you know what? He probably would be Charlie Manuel's best freaking friend. You yeah. know? That's how amazing he is. He just had a bad manager. Or a manager... No, it was, I don't think Bo was bad. He just... They didn't like their style, each other's styles. Dude, that's the same thing with Clarkie and Lindros. I mean, you have... Two guys in the upper management thinking different ways of how the you know these younger players should play, should act. That's not their style. You know what? They get kind of run out of uh, the city by those two. All right, you ready for this? Sixers. <laughs> and the top story isn't necessarily about the Sixers. It's nothing definite, but they're working on it. Think Inner Harbor. Think Atlantic City. Think Hard Rock and think gambling. All you can do is think because nothing is definite yet. I don't know. This is an intriguing article. The hell's it about? Oh, the Philly Live Entertainment Complex to be located on parking okay. lot between the two sports complex arenas in South Philly is in such an embryonic state that nothing is definite. Not the price tag, not the plans, not the construction time, not the state of the 42-year-old spectrum. So you never know what the hell's going on. You know, it's, it's funny, though. There are a lot of people in Philadelphia panicking because the spectrum might be demolished, but... You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Although I will say this. There should be more bars down there than just McFadden's to go have cool ones at. I agree with you. That McFadden's is way too crowded. It's just you can't get in there for a pre-Phillies party. You should have you should have tons of shops and entertainment, everything for the kids. Go for to a restaurant. McFadden's is too crowded to even eat in there. Dude, so you can put you, so many little things there. Oh, my goodness. Nice dude. little promen- that, uh, promenade, walking around, checking everything out. Totally agree with you. So, it wasn't even a story about the Sixers losing to um, Detroit. Detroit tonight because, obviously, nobody gives a shit. Or wrote it yet. Uh, yeah. So, that could be it. It might take I, a long time to get quotes out of those guys. Well, I'll say they probably wrote it earlier knowing what's going to happen. They just had to fill this score in. You might be right, Dave. You might be right. All right, Dave. So, that's it for Sports K brought to you by... This is Budweiser. Thank you very much. Yo, give me some parting shots. Yo, this weekend, NHL All-Star Game. I know you don't give a rat's ass. Hey, who's gonna, what do you think the ratings on that thing's going to be? A one? Yeah. One point something? I mean, it's not that I don't care. It's just... Hopefully, uh, like, I mean, they put it at the right time. They put it at the, the weekend in between the championship and the Super Bowl, they don't try to go up against anyone else. They've never done that before? Oh, no, no, they always do that. Oh, Not that that idea. helps it. Yeah. No, it is a great It's idea. the only, you know, logical time. Sometimes they were doing it, like, middle of the week. Isn't this when arena football starts, too? Um, or is it, I think that's the week after the Super Bowl. It might be, yeah, because it's usually in February. Right. Late February sometimes, too. I think uh, the soul don't start to later for some reason. But it's uh, the All-Star weekend. going to see some... Fun hockey, some fun games. There's some players in there now. Like, I mean, usually there's no hitting. They got some players in there that are going to – should be knocking the body around. Chris Pronger, uh, Chara, uh, Dion Panouf. I can't even say the dude's name from Calgary. Let's see what happens. Sid Crosby's not playing because he's hurt. High ankle sprain. He's been out for six weeks. But this is the midtime. This is – after this game, 
This is the time the Flyers need to get hot. Not the 10 games before. Need to get hot now. See what's going on. Beat the Devils and the Rangers and whoever else is in They're, your division. You're going to meet them in the playoffs. You might as well beat them. Yep. You got to start doing it now. Still loving the team. Still enjoying it. Go Flyers. Go Flyers. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. And one funny thing that you wanted to say, I want to give you props from last week, Dave, was I was having trouble pronouncing Jacques Martin's uh, name, and you said Jack Martin, <laughs> which is pretty funny. I'm sure a lot of people laughed at that one. I want to give my parting shot is this. I'm asking for some feedback from the listeners, either in the Ooh. forums. Which we got a pair phase, five Super Bowl rings, boo. Applicable. Big blue or strong side, or strong side. Whatever he goes by, whatever you want to talk, call yourself this time. I want, I need some feedback, people. Dude, don't get IQ. I mean, oh, no. there's plenty of guys out there Pl- writing. Plenty of guys and loving every minute of it. Feel free to write it in the forums or feel free to write it in the comments section of this particular podcast on Philly Sportscast proper. I need some feedback on my bet with E Money regarding Eli Manning. <laughs> Does his Super Bowl run this year give me? A five-year run. Does his Super Bowl run this year give me a reprieve for five years, guaranteeing me my thousand dollars? I'm asking you all that question. Hopefully, uh, strong side. He he should be the first one to jump in. Yeah, he should. What's he going to feel about when Eli poops the bed next month yeah. or next year? Hopefully, not next month because then it means he won't even be playing football at the time. Maybe, uh, maybe real quick, on. not another parting shot, but just one thing we have been talking about the Pro Bowl. Again, we said it doesn't matter. Anybody gets in it, but Trent Cole is going now. No doubt. And, and I'm a firm believer, though, there are no alternates in the Pro Bowl. You make it, you're in, and you're a Pro Bowler. So I don't care if you're starting or not, right. to tell you the truth. So congratulations. Yep. He deserves it. Absolutely I agree with you. It. And that's what I was saying. He was going to go no matter what. People get hurt. People back out. And I think he should have been picked at the beginning. Totally agree with you, Dave. I will say this, though, to you. Good night, buddy. Good night.